0: On September 1st, 2023, Jimmy Buffett, the iconic American singer, songwriter, business tycoon, and philanthropist, died from complications from Merkel cell carcinoma, a rare and particularly aggressive form of skin cancer. Perhaps no musician has ever been quite so closely identified with a lifestyle as Buffett. Both his name and his signature hit, Margaritaville, are synonymous with a distinctive American subculture of island escapism one-word metaphors for the adoption of carefree ways of beach life and the abandonment of practical responsibilities. Born on the Mississippi Gulf Coast in 1946, Buffett dabbled in college with a sing-songy storytelling style of country music. His first album, 1970's Down to Earth, sold a grand total of 326 copies. But he gained enough of a following that he could pay his bills touring honky-tonks and juke joints in the deep south, including, in the winter of 1970, a couple of small clubs in the Florida Keys. It was here Buffett was first exposed to Caribbean music and its rhythms, featuring catchy melodies infused with reggae, calypso, and steel drum influences. He quickly fused these with his own lighthearted country styles into a new musical genre that later became known as, alternatingly, golf and western or tropical music. Buffett's first hit, Margaritaville in 1977, and then Cheeseburgers in Paradise in 1978, were never chart toppers, but in time they became anthems for legions of fans who espoused the philosophy that simple pleasures are the path to happiness. By the 1980s, Buffett became a prolific touring act, first in the South and then around the country and eventually the world, reportedly performing over 2,000 concerts over a five-decade career. His live shows were legendary for their festival-like atmosphere, with fans dressing up in Hawaiian shirts and parrot hats while singing along to his infectious tunes. His fan base, known as Parrotheads, transcended typical fan enthusiasm, often decorating their homes and cars with handcrafted Margaritaville-themed tchotchkes and tattooing themselves with Jimmy's beachy witticisms. Inspired by the success of his music and the cultural phenomenon surrounding his songs, Buffett ventured into entrepreneurship. Margaritaville-themed restaurants, bars, hotels, and clubs, all featuring the ubiquitous tropical-themed ambiance and preaching a laid-back beach vibe, opened throughout North America. A few months ago, Forbes estimated his net worth at a cool $1 billion, even after he'd given tens of millions to charity, much of it to protect the beaches and the islands that were his lifeblood. In announcing his death, Jimmy's family said he passed away peacefully, surrounded by his family, friends, music, and his dogs. The perfect way for the man from Margaritaville to go out. Jimmy Buffett was 76 years old. I'm Jason Beckerman. I'm Derek Kaufman, And this is a special episode of Last Days, Jimmy Buffett.
1: Buffett was more than just a talented and important musician. He was a brand, Jason. Look, we'll start with his musical legacy because that's where you have to begin with Jimmy Buffett. And it's unassailable. He's just, as you pointed out, the most important purveyor of a brand of music known as trop rock or tropical rock, which you said known for those tropical rhythms. Everyone knows what Jimmy Buffett sounds like. We don't really need to explain Jimmy Buffett. But when you hear those Calypso uh, instruments, the steel drums, the keyboards, and you think you're just like whiling away on a beach with a Corona in your hand, that's a Jimmy Buffett song. Buffett himself called his music drunken Caribbean rock and roll and was keyed in on what made the music special and appealing to generations of fans, enjoying a cooler full of beers while spending the day baking in the sun on a catamaran in the open water. He said, I think it's really a part of the human condition that you've got to have some fun. You've got to get away from whatever you do to make a living or other parts of life that stress you out. I try to make it at least 50-50 fun to work, and so far, it's worked out. He worked consistently in the 70s, as you pointed out, with his backing band, the Coral Reefer Band, even serving as the opening act for the Eagles at the peak of their success in 1975. But as you pointed out, The breakthrough hit of Margaritaville on his seminal album, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, also another hit song of his, launched him into the mainstream. He claims he wrote that song, Jason, in six minutes. And what a phenomenon it has become because... By the way... For all accounts, that's untrue. Right. God bless Jimmy Buffett. But for all accounts,
0: <laughs> that, it, was, it was almost commissioned. Somebody asked him yeah. to write a song and then he wrote it. And then it was, I mean, maybe he wrote the initial draft in six minutes, but it went on and on. It was many iterations later. Listen, print but the But I love Jimmy Buffett. Just I can see him behind the microphone, probably high because he was a lot at that time, just saying, yeah, it took me about six minutes. Yeah, your so.
1: band's called the Coral Reefer Band. He was <laughs> telling you what his brand was very early on. It's interesting because that song is so huge. It has a whole life of its own. As you noted, there's restaurants and so forth. But when you listen to the lyrics... It sounds almost like it's a negative portrayal oh, a of sort of, yeah, it's critical of wasting your life away being drunk and looking for your keys. He and was so making forth.
0: fun of glossy, you know, sun lotioned up tourists that he would see on the beaches of Key West. And he was sort of making fun of them. But then mm-hmm. it becomes the anthem for beachgoers everywhere.
1: It's so funny when you make a piece of art, and Jimmy Buffett knows this better than anyone, it's released to the world, and how the world processes that is not up to you. Right. He may have been critical of people with the you know, suntan lotion on and looking for. For a lost shaker of salt, but they adopted it as an anthem, and he leaned in smartly. He followed that up by the time he sort of knew his brand with "Cheeseburger in Paradise," which is off his "Son of a Son of a Sailor" album, with classic album in trop rock genre, and that actually cracked the top forty on the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> So I wanted to play a snippet of that because when you play Margaritaville and we talked about its history where he's a little bit critical, by the time you get to Cheeseburger in Paradise a year later, he knows who he is. He's writing a song about eating a cheeseburger On vacation. That's what the song is, and it's uplifting, it's very positive. And so he figured out what was resonating and he moved towards that. Even later in his career, he duetted with Alan Jackson famously on a song called It's Five O'Clock Somewhere, which, if you're a guy who's Jimmy Buffett and your whole brand is escapism, of course you got to have a song named It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to racketon.com or download the Racketton app. Racketton, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it
0: one of the things i didn't know about him i i I knew well that he had he was a prolific tourer and he played everywhere even in he knew he was very sick he was dying towards the end he was playing 30 to 50 shows a year at his sickest before that it was up to 200 shows in a year knew that about him what i didn't know was how many albums he had so many 30 albums that he had produced we're talking hundreds and hundreds of songs remarkable for a guy i mean obviously he was really well known for two or three of those songs But Guy was one of the most prolific uh,
1: artists in history. You know who you think of? I mean, he is one of those guys who maybe wasn't on the top of the Billboard charts, but he has 30 albums, as you said. Eight are certified gold. That's 500,000 in sales. Nine are certified platinum or multi-platinum. That's a million plus in sales. And he sold over 20 million in his career. I think it's around 23 million albums. So his fans, like the Grateful Dead, who has the Deadheads, and they weren't on the top of the charts either, the Parrotheads are legion. And they followed him around. They would go to these festivals and it was just a good time vibe. I'm from Florida, so there is a part of Florida that is just devoted to guys like Jimmy Buffett. You go to the Keys, he is omnipresent, and that right. sort of island vibe is his. He owns it like Bob Marley owns reggae music. Right, and that's he became completely associated with that genre of music. I
0: mean, there are other people. Bob Marley's is obviously the king of reggae. Nobody will ever approach him. But there are other uh, artists that are engaged in that kind of music. Can you name any other trap rockers? Can't name another
1: trap rocker. <laughs> and, and I don't want to say that Jimmy Buffett never sort of influenced other artists because Kenny Chesney, Zach Brown, there's some country artists that incorporate some of those right. vibes into their, into their catalog, but he is singular. And, you know, you can hear songs whenever they're mentioned, sort of boozing, kicking back. That is Jimmy Buffett's brand, right? So a
0: famous story that you're a New York guy, New York sports fan, I should say, Big. (laughs) big New York sports fan famously got kicked out of a New York Knicks game. He was, I guess, you know, here's this guy, everybody fuses the laid back guy, but he ends up going to a Knicks game and he lays in
1: to the referee, gets kicked out of the arena. It was a legendary story. I totally forgotten about it. It's incredible. I remember it very well because those Knicks Heat series were big series This was in 2001 and he was laying into the ref and he gets tossed because the ref didn't recognize him, even though he always looked like Jimmy Buffett. He would have like a Hawaiian type shirt on. So he was very identifiable for Floridians and Pat Riley, of all people, who was then the coach of the Heat had left the Knicks, tried to clue in the ref like, hey, man, that's Jimmy <laughs> Buffett. You're kicking out of the stadium. It didn't work. And actually, Pat got yelled at by the referee. Like, I don't care who it is. He can't talk to me that way. Became this sort of outsized moment. Uh, you know, we have we have Jack Nicholson here uh, as a Lakers yeah. fan. Jimmy Buffett was, was that the in the Miami heat for yeah. for a period of time.
0: So really famously, I mean, Buffett got into every aspect of media, right? Not just a singer, songwriter, but he was also a writer of books. He placed three books on the New York Times bestsellers list. Tales from Margaritaville, which is sort of his big one that everybody knows about. Again, capitalizing on the brand that he had created. Where is Joe Merchant is a second one. And no surprise, his 1998 memoir, A Pirate Looks at 50, shot straight to number one in the bestseller list, making it one of a handful of authors to reach the top spot in both fiction and nonfiction. Pretty incredible.
1: It's incredible. And, you know, his songs uh, have been featured in movies. So he wasn't just a guy who was out there touring and only had his own fans. He constantly wanted to branch out. And you can hear his music in some classics. Jeff Spicoli's theme music in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That is a Jimmy Buffett song. Well, Jeff Spicoli, to those of you who are familiar with the movie, he is
0: he embodies he's a parrot head. He embodies parrotheadism, right? This idea that life is meant to be enjoyed and working is the antithesis to enjoyment. So you only work when you have to yeah. and the rest
1: of life is meant to be spent in leisure activities. That's exactly right. Get pizza delivered in your high school class. Uh, <laughs> he's good. also, his songs are featured in John Travolta's Urban Cowboy and he even popped up in cameos from movies like Repo Man to Hook, the movie about Peter Pan, the right. Steven Spielberg movie. And even in 2005, 15's Jurassic World, where as the park is running amok, there's a famous scene of Jimmy Buffett holding two margaritas as the park is going into chaos. And it's just another indication of how much he was comfortable with his with his image and his brand. And he ran with it. But the other thing that was interesting and the only thing I ever saw that Jimmy Buffett took some heat for
0: is that he preached this life, this anti work life, you know, but at the same time, he was a calculating businessman. He got some criticism for how calculating he was from people who felt they were on the wrong end of deals with him. And he made no apologies for being wealthy. And he came out with very pointed statements about, I make no excuses for being rich. I have worked really hard to accomplish it. So there was a bit of a, you know, the artist is over here, but Jimmy Buffett is over here. And Jimmy Buffett is a businessman. Now he gave well of himself to charities. There were some reports it was nine figures in charities, but at least high in the eight figures in charity to charities over the years, mostly to protect sort of ocean life and wildlife and things like that. But there was always this little tension between the uh, musical performer and the businessman.
1: Without question, look, you don't become a tycoon who is estimated to be worth a billion dollars by not being pretty savvy. And right. most of the things he touched, his fans were along for the ride. So he would bring them with him. So you're right, there was this uh, a bit of a uh, discontent among certain segments but his fans rode with him he you know he touched broadway he re- it released Escape to Margaritaville in 2017 2018 Not really one of his biggest successes, but he then pivoted away. And this is where I want to get into what Jimmy Buffett did towards the end of his life. That is maybe his most indelible imprint is, you know, he licensed that term Margaritaville to everything. There are a series of chain restaurants. There's casinos. There's cruises. There's packaged food. There's beverages, all sorts of stuff. Home goods, apparel. And he struck up this relationship with Warren Buffett, who is the ultimate businessman. Obviously, they share the last name, but they had a real friendship dating back to the 80s where Warren would call him cousin Jimmy and Jimmy Buffett would call him Uncle Warren. Jimmy Buffett owned a bunch of shares of Berkshire Hathaway. So I think he really keyed in on learning how to become a business tycoon. And he started a his greatest success came in the form of a billion dollar retirement village in Daytona Beach called Latitude Margaritaville. It launched in twenty seventeen. It had thirty nine hundred homes. It's sort of the Jimmy Buffett experience for retirees. They go and live there. There's a lot of tiki bars They people wear Hawaiian shirts. It sounds sort of cheesy, but to a certain segment of the population, they love it. They were hugely successful. They then opened one in Hilton Head, South Carolina, Panama City Beach, Florida. I personally, one of my good family friends, live in a Margaritaville. Is that right? Yes, they are retirees of my family best friend, and they love it. They reached out to me when Jimmy Buffett passed away, and they said, would you please do an episode? I said, of course, it's Jimmy Buffett, because he meant a lot to his fans. They followed him around. They they live in Margaritaville. So there are certain people who adopt this lifestyle wholly and fully right and they just live out their I, years i, I wonder way. if the the
0: great artists of today the most popular the beyonce's taylor swift if they could accomplish this they could open you think swiftville would,
1: would attack <laughs> you like, gotta legions. wonder does anyone have that uh, stranglehold uh, right. on their on best, a lifestyle right on a lifestyle right. that you want to commit your entire life to and i want to touch on quickly his charitable endeavors which you mentioned he made those consistent with his brand as well like i said he's so identified with Florida. So a lot of his charitable work was towards hurricane relief. In Haiti, he he spent a ton of money taking his private seaplane to deliver supplies and tents after the earthquake. So yep. he really put his money where his mouth he was. Did. Yes, he made a billion dollars and that's a lot of money, gobs of money on a laid back lifestyle brand. But he really was a good person as well. Yeah. So in 2015, Jimmy Buffett, who was, as I said, already an absolute Florida legend, gave the commencement speech at the University of Miami after receiving an honorary doctorate in music. His speech was light and breezy, just what you'd expect from a guy who made his entire career celebrating the virtues of leisure and a good time. He was reflective and witty, as always, and so I thought it only fitting to give Jimmy himself the final word on how he became such a singular and unique presence in entertainment over a 50-plus year career.
2: If you can make your avocation your vocation, your life can be blissful. When I speak at schools all over the country, the question of what it takes to be successful these days always comes up. What I tell students is that I feel there are basically four things I think you need to be successful, not just as a performer, but in life in general, in any endeavor. Talent is about 10%. Luck, 20. Work ethic, 30, and passion, 40. Passion is the most important ingredient of all to me. Passion, not profit, should always be your guide toward whatever you see as your place in the world. There are no shortcuts to success. You'll need all of these attributes, but to me, passion is the rudder that steers your quest for success.